0: We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. All right, good morning, Sandy. Morning, Nat. How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. A little sniffly. My partner Paul is sick, so I am I am fighting it. Yeah. Oh, I have um I have a good story about my sleep last night. Ooh. Which which ties into what we're going to talk about today. Kind of, yeah so today we're just so you guys know we're talking about how to market yourself as a corporate yoga teacher and we're gonna give you guys some research based material that you can use to promote yourself so instead of just saying like because it makes you feel better um, we'll give you some actual studies but like on the topic of being in an environment where you sit at the computer all day I've been sitting so much the last week like so much oh my god yeah um, I just needed to do some stuff at my computer that's on a time crunch and it's fine. It's not my whole life, but last night, so I was lying in bed and obviously I was sleeping (laughs) In in the middle of the night. I woke up and I felt my QL, my quadratus lumborum spasm on my right side. Oh, nasty. Yeah. It was really interesting though, because I mean, as a total nerd that I am, I'm like, that is my QL for sure. Um, and I know exactly what I need to do to make it not feel like that. It's not something like this doesn't hurt me at all right now or anything. I just know my back is tight and I know that that part of my back is trying to stabilize me and help out. But um, yeah, as a teacher, I'm like, oh, that's cool to feel that in in my body. So then when you're working with students who have felt that, you just have a little bit better context. It's always like the mind the mindset that I have when I do feel things physically or I don't know even emotionally you know because then you're it's more relatable you you can teach something better if you can relate to it like you really can always those little things if you've had like if you're the hamstring injury person or the shoulder person like you know that stuff because you have yeah really I know, I know.
1: but then it's also like but you also have to care for yourself you know like
0: oh 100% like I'm not going to go just like <laughs> pulling my hamstring because like, I want to
1: know what this feels like know. everyone says injuries teach you things I really want to be like don't don't. it's not worth it it's not no worth no, it. no no but I, I do want to know what did you do for your QL then
0: to help it get better or just yeah. to help it. No, I haven't. I like, it was this last night and I just woke up. So, but I'm going to do some side bends. I'm going to do some, um, more restorative type side bends. So mm. I'm going to have a bath after this, get things warmed nice. up because it's cold. And then I'm going to yeah. lie on my mat. My mat's been rolled up is another problem. And usually I have it out. So I'll instinctively go to it, but I've just like been so busy. I haven't gotten it out of this little bag. So now it's out on the floor. I'll lie down and I'll just do like a supine, moon some people call it banana just lying on your back put your legs and your arms and your head and your shoulders all to one side it's my right side so I'll put that stuff to the left put my limbs to the left and just hang out there for a while and then I'll probably do a little bit of a flow vinyasa type like really side bend specific so like just reverse warrior side angle back and forth a couple times and kind of flush it out that way yeah yeah there's other, Sounds there's good. a lot of things I can do, but I'll get that started. And then I also know my, um, as and my quad and my right side also get really tight. So the whole right side of my body just kind of like mm. does that thing. But so yeah, something that I always used to feel when I was sitting at my desk, um, when I worked in the corporate environment. So it kind of ties into what we're talking about today
1: okay before before we go, I just wanted to take your little segue in the whole hamstring thing so mm-hmm. we 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 have been sitting a lot doing video sorry audio editing and website stuff and all the podcasts like back end stuff mm-hmm. um, and so have i've been sitting like a lot more than I usually do um, and yesterday, <laughs> I was teaching something, and i don't i don 't remember what oh i think i I was doing something with quads. Um, so the front and I did something with a hamstring to like activate the hamstring to help release the quads. Um, and my hamstring just like, I got up from it and my hamstring just like, I just felt like the searing pain. Um, I've torn it before. well not torn it. I've I've sprained it before. Like I felt the searing pain up into my glute. And then I tried like, okay, what, what is this? So I tried to do like a warrior two with the class and it hurts so much. Um, and then I just, like, backed off after that. So, yeah. Dude. hamstrings. I so know. Much. I know. It same, really hurt. Same side as
0: your previous injury?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I know what it is. I know it's because, like, I – before I taught that class, I was, like, sitting and working on stuff and sending emails. And then it's been snowing so much here. So, walking, like, you can't walk normally. You have mm-hmm. to wear, like, your thickest boots, your thickest socks, and, and you're just, like – it's like gooey gushy walking. I don't I don't know if you, you you you've had to have that experience, right? Now like we're we're having
0: a snowstorm right now in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah so like the whole That's country. True. The whole entire <laughs> like from the west coast to the east coast. And this will come out later. It'll probably be really nice in spring weather then. But um yeah, it'll probably be April by the time this comes out. Hello April. It's now February and it sucks here. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Like and and it's
1: so hard to walk in this. Like your your entire mechanics is different cuz you're like you're just trying not to fall on your face. Everything's slippery. You can't get good footing. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. It sucks. And your
0: body is just so cold, but you're you're trying to move yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm—I—I I know I'm super tense, but I don't know how not to be tense when I feel like I'm going to fall. You
0: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> Hopefully, it goes away.
1: Yeah, I think it will. It's, I woke up today, and it already feels better. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to baby it. I might, I might walk on the stairmaster tonight because that might be really good for it. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, but not—not yeah. not anything else. Like, no. No yoga, no hamstring stretches for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> I was going to go off on that. You no, know, no. Let's just get into the meat and potatoes of the situation. <laughs> all
1: right. Um, so you already said what we're talking about today. Let's go over. So number one, what is the first message we want to get across? I don't know. What is it? Yeah. One <laughs> of them. Well, one. You pick one. You pick one. Well, I think just like the first thing for me is like to when you do market yourself for corporate is to like stop talking like a yoga teacher in a way and and to employ some language that is more um open to everyone to understand so rather than like open your heart and like this will help you you know like whatever with your chest and chakras open and all that um to relate it into words like, Oh, your posture will be better, better. Your breathing will be better as a result. Um, and just to use words that are very, uh, um, applicable. So we, we actually
0: came up with a list of Mm -hmm. certain things. Do you want to go over it? Okay. Keywords issues, decreased effectiveness. So this is like when you're talking, like if you have a flyer or something and you might want to point out the, the negatives of sitting all day, um, or, or maybe, yeah, they're just keywords, actually. They go kind of back and forth. So decreased effectiveness, efficiency, um, creativity or lack thereof because of stress, productivity or decreased productivity, low back pain, neck, wrist pain, um, employee absenteeism and burnout, disability days, partial days missed, anxiety disorders, job satisfaction, attention and working memory brain and immune function, um, better overall health. You could say well-being, also work-life balance, anything you want to throw in there. So basically you're not, I don't think, let's see if we mentioned, We were ta- when we were talking before, we are talking about like emotional well-being and then I was saying like the guy at the top of the company does not really care about his employee's emotional well-being. If he did, he wouldn't structure them in like a nine to five or whatever, seven to seven or whatever it is. So you have to put it in terms of like, um, less days missed or partial days missed or, um, increased creativity or productivity is one, but it's super hard to measure. So it's really kind of vague. You could use it if you want, of course, but I yeah, think. it's like it can't, a, it can't really be we don't have any reference for that in, in actual research.
1: It's like a catch all kind of phrase because product there's so many factors into productivity. Yeah. I think like whether you're effective or efficient. Um, yeah,
0: it's it's not it's not like a function of emails sent. Right. Mm-hmm. So these we're going to what we're going to do for this thing, because we're going to give you guys a lot of information. Don't expect you to be writing things down. Just know that in advance. This will be a handout that you can download. Um, We'll have keywords on there that you can use in your marketing material. And we'll probably add a little bit more before we put the final copy out. And then we'll have some research reference. And we'll break that down into what the research went through and um, the conclusions that they made. Should you want to use any all or any amount of those in your marketing. So I think it's really helpful to yeah give someone a piece of material, whether you're sending an email or you have an actual flyer made um, with, a, with a research reference instead of, like Sandy was saying, just like the fluff of like, it makes you feel better. You can say that about anything. <laughs> puppies. Puppies make you feel better. I'm down for puppies. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember sending Erica text message or like a a gift or something and it's like someone opening their filing drawer under their desk and there's Aww. like a puppy golden retriever <laughs> oh my
1: goodness what a great workplace uh-huh. that would be amazing just like
0: please like I just wish so much
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. well didn't like uber do something like that like uber with puppies in the back seat so that if you were like riding somewhere you could like pet a puppy and just be really happy oh my god I don't know but I would definitely get that uber yeah I swear. I swear it was like an Uber yeah? thing yeah, that's amazing maybe maybe it's in my dreams. maybe it's something I just made up. I love dogs anyway. oh I mean be the best.
0: <laughs> Second best yoga in the workplace
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, 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 let's get to this. yeah, first one. um so tell me about first, tell me about like what what issue
0: are we trying to um get at? Okay, so this first research paper, oh, I guess, I don't know how I want to put that. Um, looking at how, I guess, like, so this one talks about clear-mindedness, composure, elation, energy, and confidence during stressful situations. So you are, you're making the point that yoga, it will help with maybe that brain fog, um, maybe that um, cluttered mind feeling, Um organization um just the energy or lack there of, like the lack of energy to handle task after task um and confidence like i definitely know that sometimes if you're taking on a new project no one is ever in a job where you enter it and you know exactly what to do 100% of the time so there's always like this learning um, part of it and confidence is a big part of that and able to your ability to just step up and say yes i can do this and i can do it a certain amount of time and it's hard like that wavers in the day so much like you're like i got this mm-hmm. i'm gonna hit this by noon and that's one o'clock you're like i'm 40 percent done this sucks <laughs> <laughs> um so i so, think yeah like yeah. You, you
1: put it really good there but i think for like the marketing purposes these are this study like sort of targets the more cognitive as well as mental health so cognitive and mental health issues Mm -hmm. that might surround a workplace so i think you can sort of um put it in that umbrella and then you can like bullet point down clear-mindedness composure confidence energy um and
0: and then that sort of like explains
1: it does that make sense
0: yeah So the little like phrase that I would use if I was marketing, um, and I would reference this journal and you could definitely change this based on the information that we'll give you guys. So one 60 minute class of yoga per week resulted in measured improvements in feelings of clear mindedness, composure, elation, energy, and confidence during stressful situations in the workplace. So that was like what I took from it. That's not their, um, 100% conclusion but it is based on this article. The article is called The Effectiveness of Yoga for the Improvement of Well-being and Resilience, excuse me, resilience to stress in the workplace. It was done in the Scandinavian Journal of Work Environment and Health in that was January 2011. Mm. I don't think
1: we need to get into like how many people they enrolled in their studies, but we'll definitely have the link in show notes as well as the, um, like more info in that handout. We were talking about like a link as well as all of the other, um, important takeaways from it. Yeah. Um, so all of
0: these studies that we're going over, they were done in the workplace. So they're very real. It's not, I don't know, just like random people off the street and bringing them to a place like they're done in an actual workplace. (laughs)
1: Get in my van. No, no. no, yeah, no. yeah.
0: Who likes <laughs> yoga? <laughs> so so creepy. <laughs> so weird, not okay. okay. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. It's it's they're legit studies in the workplace. The sample sizes and all three studies are probably more than like larger that you than you would find if you were doing a yoga class in your workplace. And I know I've done yoga classes where they're like mostly like five to 10 people come like some, I did one last night. It was two people, yeah. but they were like, oh. we need this and they don't care. Yeah. Um, and it works like they, they feel only, you know, only your one person, only yourself. You, you kind of need to test and feel the results of it. So they have good sample sizes for these. Um, I will just go over the results really quickly. So what they did is, um, They had everyone do a survey before and after and their specific um, kind of like mood and attitude and psychological tests. um, There's different ones for these different papers. This one used two different surveys. They did it before and after control group, which people did nothing. And then the people did yoga the one hour, one time a week, only for six weeks. Only for six weeks, which is great. So the results, the yoga root, yoga group reported significantly improved um, of those kind of attitude personality scores compared to the waitlist group for seven out of the eight measures of mood and well-being. The yoga group reported marked improvements in feelings of clear-mindedness, composure, elation, energy, and confidence during stressful situations.
1: Boom. hmm yeah and I, I don't think you need to like go into all of that within your marketing materials that will be really no really
0: dry that's like we're gonna toast. we'll give you guys, guys that information should you want to pull that but like mm. we would if I were doing it I would just do a flyer or if it's an email thing or on my website yeah. I would have the first like that first little thing that we pulled you guys can pull out whatever language that uh, works for you in your marketing yeah but yeah. just to give you the background because then if someone exactly. asks you about it you want to you might just have this little piece of paper that we're going to give you handy.
1: Mm. And I think a lot of these tests of well-being and mental health are really done with like the self-reported stuff. It's really hard to measure um, like psychological well-being in any other way that's more um, like less biased. You know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like a blood test. Um, although I'm sure there are certain markers that correlate. But yeah, the 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 way you think you feel, the way you feel is much more like how you would report you feeling is is very important as well.
0: Absolutely. It's just like very real world. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you could probably do some sort of like brain scanny thing and like look (laughs) at the activation of some lobe and like, Ooh, it lights up. Limbic
1: system. Yeah. 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 But
0: I mean, these are just like very practical, like we've come in, we're going to do an hour of yoga with you. How do you feel after? And then did you work better? Yes. Okay. That sounds like a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
1: there's no like actual, in that study, there wasn't any, like anyone being like, how many emails did he send? How much money did he actually pull into the company? If if it could be measured in that, right? It's, it's It wasn't like that. It was more just, just a survey, which is yeah. still good. Yeah. yeah still
0: good. Um, just between the, this one and the next one, how many yoga corporate classes do you teach? Do you just do one
1: right now regularly? Are two. You do, do you do two? two? I, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm giving up one though. One's at a hospital for um, people that work at the hospital and then the other one's at a software company. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm giving up the hospital just because it's too far. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, it takes so long in travel time and then it like I, I just feel so tired after all that travel. hmm so yeah I would love to work at a hospital closer to home where I don't have to
0: do a 45 minute to an hour commute yeah yeah I'm sure there's someone who will snap it up do you think they'll continue with it oh yeah I've already yeah, found yeah.
1: the replacement Perfect. like I've I've tried to that's the other thing like I try to be really professional about it because it you know like there there's people who want this work and the people want to have the class so why let it be an administrative um blender to Mm -hmm. not satisfy that you know like i'll just take it on i'll just like go through my network see who is nearby um who has this time slot open and then what i did was i had them sub a couple of dates um Mm -hmm. i think maybe four or five dates and then i asked the participants like are you okay with this teacher and they're like yes um because if they weren't i just keep looking for someone else (laughs) Uh, and then i just i i emailed everyone involved and said okay she'll be taking over as of this date
0: Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what I am going to do. And, and how I I have I'm very particular about who subs my classes. I I handpick those people and I will be needing, let me see, one class to get taken over completely soon. So Mm. I will be hand selecting that person. Is that a corporate? Yeah, for my corporate. Okay. How many do you do? Um, I do one that's through myself and then there's a company in Vancouver. I think there's a few companies in Vancouver that the company is just doing corporate yoga. So I work for, I contract to one of those companies Mm -hmm. Um, and I do, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I just do one for her for that company right now. So I do two corporates total. Okay. Is that right? It feels like, yeah, I was subbing like a lot of corporates for a while, which is really awesome because you just like walk in, walk out, don't have to like mm. sign anyone in or um, yeah, but just two a week right now. Yeah.
1: And, and the numbers for corporates, like what's the maximum number of participants you've ever had? 15, I think. Holy shiz. That's a lot. I know. That was like, that was impressive. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like 5, yeah, to,
0: really five to 10ish.
1: Yeah, and I guess it also depends on the space like in the hospital we we jam in like eight people but that's like that's like people's butts in your mat kind of like close. It's it's really really close. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, and then in the other one I do it it never has gone over 6.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's pretty that's really common though. And like but it's so important for a company You might think like, oh, how am I going to market to a company that only has six people interested? Um, Mm. A big thing is like, I work for uh, Knight Peasled, which is my husband's employer, and they use this as a tool, I know for a fact, to get on like Canada's top 100 employers or something like that.
1: Oh, sick. Yeah. So that's like
0: workplace wellness. Yeah. Uh So you can probably put that, maybe we'll try and mention that somewhere in our handout like... Mentioning how they can use this as to to market themselves as a good company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting.
1: Mm. Okay,
0: numero dos. This one is nice That's because um, it deals with uh, a physical aspect. You want to start up on it?
1: Um. So the article name is <laughs> super good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just called uh, "Yoga for Reducing Perceived Stress and Back Pain at Work." Um, so the way we would basically some, so yoga, as you know, did decrease perceived stress and back pain. (laughs) Otherwise we wouldn't give you this article. Um, but basically the results were compared to the control group who did nothing. The yoga group scores were significantly lower for stress, back pain, sadness, and hostility and substantially higher for feeling self-assured, attentive, and serene. So again, we have a couple of issues that this study addresses. Number one, it is like a back pain study, um, even though it's support, uh, self-reported back pain. Um, so there is a physical thing that you can hang on to there. Um, but then there's also all that uh, cognitive functioning and psychological um, Uh, benefit of like sadness and hostility substantially higher feeling self-assured attentive and serene um and as you can tell like you can always group those or link them back into those keywords we sort of gave you before about uh, attention in the workplace um working memory and uh feeling creative and uh um efficient and effective in your job um So the like a one sentence takeaway, you might be able to sum up from all this is just saying that um, one 50 minute yoga class per week in the workplace resulted in a reduction in perceived back pain and stress. Nice and simple. Anything you wanted to add? No, that sounds
0: good. Yeah. I like that one just because of the physical aspect, because like so many people have back pain Mm. and it's relatively easy to well not like some people have the chronic stuff and that's um neurologically a little bit more uh complex but if it's just like this like especially I used to feel like I'd get this pain in the middle of my back um when I was sitting at my desk it's like right at the bottom of my ribs basically across Mm. my back and I would notice that I was legitimately barely breathing like my breath oh, wow. was so shallow. I was holding and I was kind of like leaning forward a little bit. And I was just like hammering through something like not super close to my screen, but like you're getting there. You're getting to be like, <laughs> like you're closing in on your screen <laughs> and was just like all of a sudden that'll like, make you focus better. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hold your breath and just stare hard. <laughs> really don't do this yeah so I would notice like oh my god and then I would just take like three deep breaths and boom it was gone it was literally just it's like so whole interesting day. oh my god those were yeah. the days I mean mind oh, you now nuts. I'm now I'm like not employed full-time um, by the company I worked for but I'm contracting and I'm sometimes a worse boss and I make myself sit for 12 hours and then have mm. but.
1: Yeah, while well, you wake up from in the middle of the night at 3 a.m., Nat. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so back back on topic. <laughs> Number one, don't be like Nat. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Um, and, and the other thing I wanted to point out is that there's a lot of research out there about yoga for back pain. A lot of, like, it's so easy to find. Just do a, a nice quick search on PubMed. Um and I think you can also market yourself as more of that, like if you are inclined for this to do that sort of more physical aspect of yoga in the workplace or, or breaking up your day and breaking up sedentary behavior in the workplace. And there is a ton of research out there. Um, so one of them that's much more uh, sort of geared towards the physical one, uh, I'm just trying to dig it up oh here it's a um it's a 2011 article and we'll we'll link this in the show notes we won't put it in the handout just because this is not this is not like yoga specific this is physical activity specific which is you know it like encompasses yoga of course um well depending on the type of yoga you do i guess but from my background of like uh hatha vinyasa um then yes i i count it as physical activity Mm -hmm. um So they found this, this is a, the title of the study is associations between physical activity and physical and mental health. And basically, yes, there is one. So (laughs) the biggest difference they found was between the no exercise and the exercise group. So they concluded that any amount of exercise is better for both mental and physical health. Um, and so you can you can sort of bring that into this idea, um, and and there are plenty of other studies that show that um, breaking up your day in in terms of sedentary behavior, so breaking up sedentary behavior is more important than you know purchasing that very expensive ergonomic chair that allows you to sit but doesn't engage in that that health long term health right yeah um, for both the mental and the physical markers of health so. Yeah, so that, that's another way that I, I would um, approach being a corporate yoga teacher, just showing
0: these things, um, which, yeah, yeah, which are good. Yeah, I like that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this last one we're going to go over is cool because it measures, actually we're able to measure um, partial days, partial work days missed as a result of, as a factor in kind of evaluating this one actually it's mindfulness right yeah
1: yeah this is yeah, just yeah mindfulness. So this, was, this is not yoga yeah so
0: not so not that actually like more physical practices that you would use but i i often start with like either five minute meditation something short like not and it's usually like pretty pretty quiet i'm not some meditation teachers are saying a lot um, that's fine too. But I usually just give them the space, like the mental space in my classes, or lying supine doing some, doing something a little more restorative, like Supta konasana for like up to five minutes, they can come out of it if they want to something just like giving them that space and stillness at the beginning. Um, then you can just like say a couple like a couple little bit of little bit about mindfulness in there. A couple things or two, but <laughs> 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 all right. Um the article name is Effects of Mindfulness Meditation on Occupational Functioning and Healthcare Utilization in Individuals with Anxiety.
1: Okay, but before you keep going, I just wanted to, so can you explain for us why why partial work days was the, like, the important thing here?
0: Yeah, because they were looking at um, people with anxiety specifically will tend to, or have a greater potential to maybe, like, come in late or leave early from work or want to get out for a couple hours like take that two-hour lunch or anything kind of like that and so you don't see um the effects of of anxiety and usually like whole days off as much usually a whole day off is this like i have the flu or my kid is sick or whatever um the anxiety group is a little bit more kind of random and they use like little parts of their day to get away more so More or less, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, And I think the, the other thing they said was that um, because the partial workday also like speaks to the fact that people may get triggered at work. So there might be something that mm-hmm. happens at work that's like, oh, I need the rest of this day off. I just like my brain is in like a full spasmodic mode. I, I just can't function. And so they take this um, partial workday. Whereas in the first half of the day, maybe they were good. Maybe they came in and the that specific phone call or that email hadn't happened yet. And then, yeah, and then it's that one event at work. Which causes, and then it's it's that whole spiral, right? Like, um, when you know that work causes you to be triggered by something, then you're more more anxious about going into work, and then when you arrive at work, you're more anxious in a anyway, and so you're more likely to be triggered. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like a snowball. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I like that. Like even with people without anxiety, like I've never considered myself someone who suffers from anxiety. I've had like episodes where I feel a little more anxious. Um, But in when I was working like a nine to five, I would. Yeah, like my my productivity could say decreased um, when I was just like generally unhappy with my job and I would I would just be like going to the lunchroom like every hour and like grabbing some fruit and like making a tea or a coffee and like, oh, someone else is in there. I will chat with you as long as possible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like procrastinating duties that you know, you should. And I think that that's anxiety is actually like a a really, it, it can like sneak up in different ways. Like some people might not, View that as like a, a symptom um, of anxiety, but it is like sort of a symptom of burnout or possibly yeah. overloading yourself. And there's this really good article. So I'll link it in the show notes and we won't link it in the um, handout. The handout. Yeah. So it's it's more of like a show notes thing. Um, but do read it. It's like, it's been one of my favorite articles recently about symptoms of burnout and anxiety is one symptom of burnout, just as procrastination is a symptom of burnout. It's this feeling of like, there's so much on this to-do list, I will never get it done. And then everything on that to-do list sort of flattens out emotionally and everything is, is the same emotional dull color. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely felt it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's something to, I, I, not to be like really stringent and anxious to watch out for, but just to like notice if that, that is you that, um, burnout happens to it can happen to anyone it doesn't have happen it doesn't have to happen <laughs> yes. have to happen to like the most productive person it, it's just a, a mental state a feeling of like I can't get this all done and I will never get this all done um, which is really really unhealthy because when we feel like we can't achieve anything um uh, you, you already set yourself up not to so um, yeah, that's just a segue.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Go back to the, the study. No, I like that. Yeah, definitely going to link that one up. Um, okay, so I already said the article name. This one's done in June 2017, Journal of Psychosomatic Research. Sounds very smart if you're going to reference it. Um, the objective to examine the effect of mindfulness meditation on occupational functioning individuals with generalized anxiety disorder. So there's like some way that is in, capitals or some way GAD generalized anxiety disorders like a thing that they've used to say like yes you have this I don't know the details of that but that's fine all right and then let's see compared to the attention control class participation in this mindfulness practice was associated with a significantly greater decrease in partial work days missed for adults with the G-A-D, with the anxiety disorder. That's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this actually shows that mindfulness-based stress relief training um, is correlated, is, is um, sorry, not correlated, but causing uh, less, like, partial days missed for people. Yeah. Which is really, like, that's a huge... It's a huge thing. I think uh, as like a uh, if you were a boss who yeah. <laughs> wanted to make the dollar bills, this would be like, "Oh, less days missed from, you know, mental health issues, that means they can work harder." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that means they'll be here more, which is like maybe true, but also maybe not. Um but
0: yeah, yeah, it is a it is a good intervention it seems. Mm-hmm. So that's a perfect one to market like and when you yeah. like we're more talking about in general yoga classes, but you definitely have the ability to put in, I mean, even just Shavasana at the end, like do a five minute Shavasana. Yeah. You could call that mindfulness meditation. You can sit for five minutes. Um, mm. and if you're a teacher like Sandy Knight, like we really get juiced up about like the physical practice, but I mean, I think we're also very keenly aware. I mean, I know I am of the the aspect, well, the the ability for yoga to work on your nervous system. Actually, I'm like hugely interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do really respect the practice of meditation and the, the, the stillness in the practice in general. Um, so yeah, kind of if you're a corporate teacher, it is um, the people that you're, see- the people that you're seeing generally are, like I don't really teach with intention when I'm doing my corporates. I mean, obviously do mm-hmm. whatever you want, but it's, it's a little more like bread and butter, just the more of the basics. Um, mm-hmm. last night I was, it was two guys who were athletes. And I was like, do you guys want to do something a little more chill? Cause it was just the two of them. Like, cause sometimes I can do a more physical practice depending, like a, a good physical, like almost getting sweaty practice. Mm-hmm. Um, And they're like, yeah, let's do something like a little more like I've been running a lot. Let's like get into the hips. And it's like, okay, sweet. Um, So it's like I'm I'm using just like normal people language, like really speaking Mm -hmm. specifically to the body in a way they can understand. Um, Mm -hmm. If I'm doing meditation, it's like just notice your breath type thing.
1: Yeah. So I I think there's a a number of things there that I want to talk about. Like both you and I are are sort of like a a really – general yoga teacher like we have the anatomy we have the mindfulness we have all of like these aspects that we can either increase or decrease so I Mm -hmm. I often also ask my classes like what do you want to do today like what are you feeling today especially in corporate like do you just want to lay on the ground and breathe or are you feeling like ants in your pants and this this stagnant energy has to go somewhere for you to feel better um, so, so they're good at good with like answering me that and like letting me know where they're at. Um, and so I can sequence accordingly, but I think if you're going to brand yourself, I, I think it might be good to be that teacher that that's very firm in your offering as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be the teacher that heals low back pain in the workplace, then go and do some more research on that. um, if there's a yoga teacher training that specifies in that, like go for it. This is all that just this like starting point of these ideas of how you can brand yourself. Or if you're going to be the mindfulness meditation teacher, then that, that's something else completely. Um, and I know uh, we, there's this, there's like mindfulness in the workplace trainings that you can actually do. I think, I don't know if they're online. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'll look it up and hopefully link you guys in the show notes about the mindfulness meditation trainings. But um, yeah, you can also brand yourself in that is, is the whole point, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I like asking my students as well. It's hard when you have like five or six because sometimes you get the people who don't want to, there's like yin yoga and then the other ones are like, I want to do handstand. And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like I've totally had that. So sometimes you can, and you can, do, you'll know your students after a while and you know the ones that like don't want to do as much, but when they do, they feel really good after. Um, Mm. So you can like get that happy medium with everyone or like put one more challenging thing in for this guy over here. And, you know, it just, that's what you got to do as a teacher in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was something else I was going to mention. Oh my God, brain. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Good morning, brain. (laughs) Brain has done a lot this morning. Oh, whatever. That's fine. (laughs) It'll come to me. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? I think this is pretty good. I hope this is helpful for you guys. Um, again, oh, oh yes. So to look up things on the internet, maybe this doesn't come naturally for a lot of people to look at research articles. When you go to Google, type in Google, Google Scholar. It takes you to the Google Scholar page, and then from there really just put in keywords instead of like how to do this, like you're Googling in a little bit different way. So I just like literally if you put in yoga workplace, you'll probably come up with the articles that we picked. Um, I think I did like mindfulness or meditation workplace. And then you'll see sometimes you can only get get access to the abstract. Sometimes you can get a little um, excer- excerpt of like the abstract, the, methods conclusions results all that jazz sometimes the most sometimes you can like view the pdf or view the full article
1: yeah and if you're new to reading research articles like I, i always read just like discussion and conclusion yeah and if i i need to know more about methods in order to like judge that article properly then i'll go back to read methods but methods is usually so dry um Yeah. Yeah.
0: In the abstract, like your abstract is like what you go to number one, because usually it's one to two sentences on each part of the paper. Exactly. Then you can like, okay, I want to dig into the discussion a little bit because they'll discuss, like they're in the abstract, they're going to do methods and then results pretty much. Um, They don't really discuss like the why or the how or the variability. So you might want to go to discussion and check that out. And then you might want to look at their methods and check their methods if if the couple lines that they gave you didn't make any sense. Yeah, but Google Scholar is definitely like where I go to first.
1: Yeah, and and to reference these on your so if you are making like a, a handout, um there's like a proper way to reference them, you just put the primary author's last name, comma, date of the article published. Or sorry, not not date, but year that the article was published. Mm-hmm. Um and then you put that in like a little uh brackets and you, and you put that at the end of whatever your your sentence was like, um, but I would warn against doing too much of these because you don't want your marketing materials to be um, so cerebral that it's off-putting as well. You do want it to be applicable, um, have a good foundation, um, and, and open to everyone, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You can also if you're so if you're going to reference with that name and year, then somewhere at the bottom of your material, you should put the full reference. Um, which maybe we'll just give an example of on our hand out. So you're going to want to show yeah, that it's like, I mean, this is the title, this is the journal name.
1: I mean, you could, but I, I wouldn't be too, cause it's a marketing material, right? That's the it's thing is a... like, I don't know if you need to,
0: you're not writing a paper, so I don't know if you need yeah, to market it in that way.
1: No, I don't think you do. I think
0: it's helpful to put the title of the article and maybe the journal that it's in let's experiment with like how that how that looks (laughs)
1: because it's it might look really like heavy if you have end notes to your flyer
0: sure but you can also or also I like putting a little um superscript one or two you can do it that way so that like you're not referencing in the guts of the marketing material Mm -hmm. it'll just be like this thing and then a little one and then you go down to the bottom it'll just have like a one line of like yeah. The title yeah. of the article slash yeah. journal name. So I think you either do, yeah, either
1: do superscript and then endnote, or do brackets, last name and year of publishing. Don't do both.
0: But if you do the brackets, last name, year of publishing, usually that's a way of referencing for still needing it later, later on. But only in scientific yeah. articles. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. still super strange to just put that. And I'd rather have the name of the article than the person in the year. I think the person in the year just means that
1: you. it's more easily searchable.
0: There's so many people out
1: there. <laughs> yeah, <don't> but <laughs> but scientific, like it's not, it's not common for one guy to have like multiple articles on a topic. You know what I mean? In a year. So like Hewin 2019, that's like my last name, 2019, published an article about back pain. It's not common that in the same year I'd be able to do another one. So it's very, it's usually very easily searchable.
0: Yeah. I think it depends on the name. Like if it's Smith or something, you might be screwed. Oh yeah. Then you're screwed. You're so screwed. Yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you guys can think about that if you're interested in that. I kind of like the, the name of the, the name of the article slash maybe the name of the journal, something like that, but we'll play with it. We'll give you guys some examples. Yeah. yeah. And and I think it's
1: like, ultimately marketing materials should look good, right? I don't don't
0: know. I don't know about like having a huge, like, Well, you could just do like two or three, like super small print on the bottom. Like you need to get a (laughs) magnifying glass out for that. (laughs)
1: Like ants are bigger.
0: (laughs) I think there's some ways you can make it look totally fine. And I appreciate when I read something and I'm like, oh, there's references. Like, I know it's not a bunch of crap. (laughs) because yeah. <laughs> you know those yeah. things that you look at and they have all the fluffy yeah. language and you're like where did you get that like we'll read a blog post and we're just like this is, yeah. this is nothing this means nothing to me uh. like good for you just like cramming in all the keywords you can possibly get so someone comes to your website and then like clicks on the ad on the side for something that you've been searching mm. for because of the way ads work <laughs> it's like, you're, yeah. they're just oh like gosh. getting like that the ad revenue that's, yeah. a thing, oh, That's a thing
1: people. That's <laughs> a thing. Websites are another thing. Websites like you should fully link to it. Li- link to everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you are doing this on a website, which is actually, yeah, a lot of people might be actually. I didn't think of that until now.
0: Hmm. Yeah, totally different ways of marketing. Like you could be a person who's like going into a building, handing out flyers physically. You might just have this information on your LinkedIn or something like that. You might have it Mm, on your website. If you don't have a website, LinkedIn is really great. Yeah. 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 Cool. That's a really good point. Yeah. All right. We covered a lot. I feel good about this. I hope you guys (laughs) like this. I hope, um, if you guys, that's helpful. Yeah. If you have any comments or like any awesome research that you've come across, please hit us up in the show notes. Um, you can, find our contact page, get to our website, send us a note through there. And you can also, it's best to send us a note through that page rather than social media. It's a little bit more organized in our inbox. Um, But you also can comment on our stuff in Instagram and Facebook, Nat and Sandy Yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you liked the
1: show, we would really appreciate positive comments or stars or whatever the positive ratings are um, on the iTunes, on the Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts.
0: All right, before we go today, we just wanted to let you guys know that we do have our 10% discount for anyone who's planning on going to the Wanderlust events this year. So they have the four-day events, the two-day events, and the Wanderlust 108. So this is a big yoga festival type thing. You, You can go and practice with a bunch of different teachers. They have talks. They have, I mean little music events and everything if you haven't been to one they're pretty awesome um and you can always go to like one of those four-day events and just do like a one-day pass if, if four days is like not meeting your schedule for this year that's also a really good option but yeah we do have 10% off for you guys and we have that link in the show notes you can find it if you go to our website natandsandyyoga.com it's right on the home page there
1: Yeah, but I do really highly recommend, like, go to the four days. It's just so, it's so special. If you can, it's it's like, yeah, like a little
0: (laughs) weekend getaway for yourself to totally immerse yourself in yoga. And you always find new teachers that are inspiring or or little takeaways of the practice. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And there's something
1: so valuable just getting away from like your everyday life and, you know, I don't know, thinking about other things all day. It's it's really nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So lastly, um, the rad link up. So that will be in the show notes as well as on our webpage. Rad rollers, if you don't know, is one of our favorite, favorite, um, probably our favorite, like the favorite, uh, myofascial release tool of choice. Um, if you've ever had balls slip out from underneath you or just balls that didn't hit the right spot, that's what like this whole company was created to solve. So they make very specialty products of, um, Different textures, different sizes, um, different compression levels. So some are like harder, some are softer. It just depends on on which one. Um, and so you can sort of shop their lineup here at this link that we'll we'll send to you, or well, will be here in the show notes. <laughs> um, and yeah, totally recommended. They don't slip. If you've ever had the ball slip and, and slide out from underneath you, and they're just like perfect. They're they're made for this, and they're perfect for all your myofascial release needs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love them. Highly recommend them. Use them. Almost every day and definitely if I'm doing a private session, private yoga session, I use them to start or finish. Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, Sandy. Bye. Bye, Nat.